0: Rise and rally, Raiders! It's time to ignite your day with the Raider Ramble, your go to podcast for valuable insights, practical tools, and uplifting discussions to enhance your daily life as busy parents. From juggling schedules to nurturing emotional well being, we're here to empower and guide you. So grab your coffee, relax, and let's embark on this incredible parenting journey together. Let's ramble.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Raider Ramble. I am Arturo Garcia, middle and upper school computer science teacher, parent of two high schoolers, and an all-around tech enthusiast.
2: Hi, everybody. I'm Dr. Jessica Rappaport. I'm a pediatrician here in Winneka at Rappaport Pediatrics, and I'm a mother of two teenagers.
1: In today's episode, we are going to dive headfirst into a very complex, complicated, and sometimes sore subject, screen time. So to start off, um, let's just say you are out to dinner and your child is starting to act up. Should screen time be a reward or a coping mechanism?
2: So this is a complicated subject to cover, um, and I really think it depends on a case-by-case basis. Overall, I do not recommend that people let their kids have screens eating either at home or out in a restaurant. Um, it just sort of sets a bad precedent and kids often get very used to it. Um, they're not paying attention to what they're eating. They're not paying attention to what's around them. Um, it's better to leave screens away from mealtime. That said, there are certainly, um, situations where you can understand why a parent would need to do that. If you're out for a big family event or something and the child is melting down and they're out of all the toys and crayons, sometimes a little bit of screen time is okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. And in the case of that, um, I think what you alluded to is is if you have that screen time as a replacement for conversation or replacement of just the, the kids being aware of what's going on at the table, I think they also lose out on the opportunity of that community or that this is what dinner is like, the conversations and so forth.
2: Absolutely. That's so important. And, um it's really tempting, I think, sometimes for tired and working parents to to give screen time and give in, and I understand it completely, but in general, um, it does take away from that point exactly, like sort of, you know, engaging with, <laughs> with what you're eating, who you're eating with, what, you know, what you're doing and practicing that conversation. Um, okay, let's move into the next topic. So the question, the topic is sort of how much screen time is too much screen time and does it vary by age or situation?
1: Uh, yes, I think there is such a thing as too much screen time. And I feel that the younger the the, the children, the less screen time that should be, um, allotted. And as you mentioned before, case by case sometimes is takes, you know, presidents. But I think in general, the idea is, you know, if you're a infant, you really don't really need screen time in a sense. But as you mentioned, case by case, that may be, uh, a different situation. However, as they get older, it's different and they they can do a little more screen time. But I think um, even that screen time should be somewhat intentional. Uh, and while yes, you can have purely entertainment screen time, I think the idea there would be to make it intentional. So you a lot 30 minutes, I'm going to be 30 minutes of vegetable for the next 30 minutes, it's mm-hmm. okay, we all need it. But by making it intentional, you're not letting it get carried away into two hours and three hours and so forth.
2: Right. You make a a great point there. So the American Academy of Pediatrics does have screen time recommendations. This is sort of an evolving topic. It's changing because screens are such a pervasive part of our daily lives. Um, So there are strict recommendations. Up to 18 months, they do recommend that kids only do things like FaceTime when they're talking to a family member or a friend. Um, up to age two, they recommend if you're watching something, it should be educational and they should be watching specifically with a, a parent or a caregiver. And then between ages two to five, they recommend an hour of screen time or less and it should be educational. After that, it sort of falls off because it's it's really kind of case by case. Um, and I think you also make a really great point about screen time, trying to make screen time intentional. It's certainly fine to have some screen time that's you know, to kind of relax and, and for just pure entertainment and lightheartedness. But um, it can easily, you can easily get sucked in and the time can get away from you. And so I think having sort of an idea of using that screen time intentionally and having a time limit is really important.
1: Yeah. And part of the intention is 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 making sure that, or that it's, it's, it's still building bonds by doing it. So, you know, we watch movie nights uh, on Friends. That's definitely more than 30... Man, it's, but it's still a family type. So, going with that though, is there such a thing as too many dangers for no screen time, like going too long without screen time? I don't think that's a thing.
2: I don't think that's a danger. I mean, it's an interesting question. I also don't, it's very, um, would be very unusual to sort of have that. I will say, um, you know, for my own kids and actually a lot of my patients who do summer programs like overnight camp or whatever, where there's no electronics. Um, it's very interesting to talk to them when they come back from that, because you see these kids walking around on their phones all day. They're always looking at this and then they have absolutely, it's like a ripping off the bandaid. They have absolutely none of it. And interestingly, most of the kids that I've talked to about this, um, have said that they actually really don't miss it when nobody around them has it either. It's kind of nice. I think they get to practice that conversation and, and sort of what you were referring to before, um, I, I actually wish there were more opportunities for kids and probably adults really to just have like true screen-free opportunities and they just they just barely exist anymore.
1: Yeah. And to go along with something you just brought up, uh, one of the interims was just that. Mm-hmm. So the students went on outdoor sort of education trip and they were not allowed their phones. They put them in, in, in bags and Aramis actually took that to the next level. We came home and continued to not using his phone. Even after the interim week was over, he basically just put it on minimal so that we can still communicate, but he was just not using it at all. And he said it was a nice relief, a nice sort of, you know, detoxing. It's it's not that he uses a lot of screen time to begin with, but, but, but he, he, he found it very, very helpful.
2: That's really impressive too. I mean, (laughs) for a teenager to sort of take that upon themselves, that's really wonderful. Um, Okay, moving on. So this is this is something that I think we all struggle with. How do families balance the amount of screen time that kids have at school versus at home? Now that kids are really so much of their learning is on electronics on iPads or or whatever, how do you balance that between their sort of fun use of screen time? And then I'll I'll ask you another, I'll <laughs> add something else here. Is you know, what about kids using multiple screens at the same time? So maybe they're doing their homework, but they have their phone or something else playing music or they're listening to something like how do we navigate that?
1: I think I mean, the the hard part, of course, is pretty much all of their work is on screen times, which I think it's then I think if, if it's if it's I mean, we reasonably we can monitor the amount of screen time. However, if we have an idea of the amount of screen time, then that could be a justice of how much entertainment screen time is allotted. Uh, but it is a very hard balance. And I think it's just really, like you were to mention before, case by case. Mm -hmm. I think, again, as long as we talk about intentionality of what they're doing, it helps. It's going to be different for each family, but it's as long as there's a discussion and there's an intentionality behind what they're doing, that might help, Mm -hmm. uh, in regards to multiple screens, yeah, that's a problem. Um, you know, we oftentimes think of multitasking and 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 and, and that. And I, I feel that even listening to music, it's more helpful to set the music and then not look back at the playlist. Because looking back at the playlist, and my students will do this in class actually, where oh, I'm just looking at my playlist. I'm just like, yes, but you're doing it every five minutes, right? And what I tell them is every time you look away from your work, you're you're making your brain have to re-engage in mm-hmm. what you're doing. And that takes time away. Like whatever advancements you made in the last five minutes, well, now you're going back a little bit each time that you interrupt that flow. Try to go as long as possible without interrupting the flow. Yes, you need the breaks in between, but try not to do that too much. Right.
2: It's really, it's very challenging. Um, the other thing is sort of that, you know, kind of too much screen time and separating, um, like there's two kind of parts of this one, teaching kids to use screens responsibly because it is so engaging and sort of addicting. So rather than having to sort of take it away from them all the time or punish them or say, you can't do this, teach them or try to teach them to use it responsibly. Um, which is hard. It's hard for adults too. Um, the second thing is for younger kids, this is easier than for older kids, but making screen time, um, Not having it be sort of assumed that you just have screen time all the time. And then if you misbehave or do something you're not supposed to, you take away the screen time. So it's punitive, more making it something like, well, sure, as soon as you've, you know, played outside for an hour and you finished your homework or whatever, then you can go intentionally on your screens and look at, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever entertainment you want for a set amount of time.
1: Yep. Yep. Um, And then what do you think as far as, I mean, you sort of like mentioned some of that, um, regards to screen activity, screen time suggestions.
2: um. Um, Well, you, well, something like what you're doing, your family is amazing. Like, you know, intentionally doing a movie night and doing it together. I mean, the problem with these individual screens is that people are not, you know, you're really kind of sucked into something small. Um, So either watching things together or if you're into playing a game, playing a game with your with your child or their teenager, they'll tolerate it, Um, you know, just kind of paying attention to what they're doing and um, making sure you're kind of on top of it. Um, you know, kids, I think, are are ahead of adults in what they want to play and what they don't want to play. And there's some safety measures. Um, there is, you know, games have ratings. Um, mm. There's common sense media, which a lot of people know yeah. about. It's a wonderful resource um, for parents um, if you're looking for apps or things like that. But going back to what you said before, I think finding something intentional to do for the kids to do or to do with them. Um, we is actually...
1: For a while, we haven't done it in a little bit, but we used to play uh, Minecraft all together. Mm-hmm. So we all had our little uh, characters. We also played uh, Age of Empires together, which is a game that I played when I was in college, and it made a comeback. And I introduced it to the kids, and so we, as a group, had our little, you know, group of, of and trying to uh, play this game. We also did. Oh, there's another one that we used to do together, uh, but we we had like a little clan. And so we did it all together. And actually some parents at at their old school at Baker had little clans that they created and there was all kids from the same school like as a team playing other people. But, and the nice thing about that, again, it's a bonding opportunity, but also it does help in monitoring, you know, the dangers of online games, of course, is it's a free for all sometimes. Um, And that was where our kids learn some of the, Oh my gosh! Somebody said something that I wasn't supposed to hear, and and it did. As long as again the intentionality of it, okay, you heard it. Let's talk about it. Yeah. What do we? Do? And you're going to continue to hear it. And as long as there's a conversation about it, again, the, taking it away, is not going to take it away. Right. They, they might find other it. ways of doing it. And <laughs> right. So it's more of a again, it's an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to grow. But again, it has to be intentional. I
2: think. Yeah, and it gives you. I mean, I, you hit on two points that I think that are really important. There, one, um, the if you have the opportunity as a parent to do that with your child, and then you do hear something or see something, you can. It's a great uh, like real life lesson about say internet safety and mm-hmm. and who to talk to and who not to talk to, which we haven't really touched on, but that's a very important subject. Um, the other thing is the social element of it. So you know, as much as when we were kids people played outside and there weren't all these video games and stuff there is a social element to it like i personally don't mind at all as as much when kids are playing video games with their friends and engaged in a conversation even remotely playing with their friends than just sitting and playing by themselves kind of zoned out
1: yeah it's one of my favorites to hear around is when he's playing with with people he misses from that graduated from here and He's usually a pretty quiet kid. When he's playing those games, his laughter goes through the entire house, and his screams and things that you just yeah. never hear. So yeah, there's that social. It really aspect engages of it. him. Yeah, yeah, that's nice. Well, thank you so much, um, and thank you for joining us on this thought-provoking journey through the intricate world of screen time and parenting. We hope today's episode of the Raider Ramble has provided you with valuable insights and practical strategies to navigate this complex topic. For more resources, tips, and links to further explore this discussion, please check out the show notes of this episode. And of course, thank you, Jessica, for joining us today.
0: Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Raider Ramble. And thank you for being part of our incredible community. To ensure you don't miss a second of it, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on all major platforms. Follow us on social media for bonus content, engaging discussions, and to be part of an ever-growing community of passion and purpose. Until next time, Raiders, let's rise and rally inspiring one another along the way.